Are you sick of terrible music like what Dustin's doing with his mouth noises right now? This episode is sponsored by Musicbed. Find the perfect song for your films with a highly curated roster featuring hundreds of artists, bands, and composers that all sound a lot better than Dustin does right now. As a Wedding Photo Hangover listener, you can get your first month of subscription free. Or you can get 20% off a single song purchase. Just enter the promo code WEDDINGHANGOVER when you check out so that you don't have to have weird noises like what Dustin's doing right now. It's just making music, Steve. No, let's not ever call it that again. But Steve... Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back to the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, the finest phototainment in the world. We are an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Dustin, we are on day one of Disney+. Plus. How much is it ruining your life right now? Have you got anything done, or are you just all even Stevens all day? Um, well, I wasn't initially going to sign up for Disney Plus until I got all caught up on all my work. And then somebody, some bright soul out there posted on Facebook, like the hundreds of others about Disney Plus today, um, saying that they got it for free. They weren't intelligent enough to say how or why they got it for free. I told you like a week or two ago on the podcast that if you had Verizon, you could get it for free. Did you not listen to me? I don't. I don't listen to you, Stephen. Um, so I finally I saw in the comments of that person's uh, Facebook comment topic, whatever you want to call it, that um, that they got it for free through Verizon, and I was like, ah, oh, it's the first time I've heard of this. Um, I better go to Verizon and get this for free. And so I did, and it was super easy, super fast, signed up, lickety split, and um, I now have Disney+. Plus. I have not yet watched it. I kind of quickly perused what they had. Um, and my family, though, watched Lady and the, the Tramp. I think that's what it's called, the mm, dog nice, movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah the dog. They both eat in, uh, you know, the the, the, the spaghetti. spaghetti, the, the doggy spaghetti. spaghetti movie, and then the kids. Uh, Jen went to sign up for Disney Plus, but um, it kept crashing on her, and um, apparently there are too many people trying to sign up at the same time. So we do. Oh. We have Verizon. We don't have Verizon Unlimited though. Uh, so we don't get Disney like Plus for free for a year or whatever. Um, but Jen does pay for Hulu and the cost for Disney Plus, which their streaming service comes with like uh, Disney Plus, ESPN, Nat Geo, and Hulu, and a few other channels, I think, too, that like all streaming channels that Disney offers for the same price as what Jen currently is paying for Hulu per and month. You, so. I think you can get stars for like six extra bucks. Yeah, not doing that. That's that's a waste of money. You watch on stars. Yeah, I have no idea either. I'm assuming nothing. So, uh, yeah, it's not HBO and it's not Netflix. So who cares? I do like I do have Showtime. I watch a few things on Showtime. You know, speaking of streaming services, did you uh, did you get down on that Apple that Apple streaming service yet? Uh, I get that for free for buying a new iPhone. Yeah. So I just have to have to download it. I don't. I'm still playing catch up from the busy fall. So for me, it's like I don't want to get another streaming service right now because I don't have time to watch any of it. 
and the clock starts from the time you sign up a lot of times with these free like one year promotions so i'm trying to delay it same with my apple music that i've been delaying for like a year (laughs) for signing up yeah yeah no i feel you there because uh we have apple plus or apple tv or whatever it's called because jen got a new iphone uh and we haven't used it once and i keep hearing really good things about like uh the morning show and uh for all mankind but i'm just so backed up with like blogging and other stuff i just haven't had a chance i got a wedding video to edit Mm. anyway uh let's do some follow-up You mentioned you're going to be doing, trying to do 140 Santa sessions in like a two day period. 140 Santa sessions in 48 hours. That's the yes. goal. I'm going to be a terrible one idea. With Santa. A terrible idea. Absolutely terrible idea. Um, yeah. Sounds sounds like it's going to ruin a 48 hour period for you. Actually, mm-hmm. it's probably going to ruin more than that 48 hour period. It'll ruin like the entire week leading up to it. And probably like two to three weeks after it, because uh, you'll be trying to call those photos and get those edits out, unless you make your studio manager do that. And then it'll just ruin two to three weeks after it for her. Yeah. In case you missed our Facebook Live video tonight, Stephen, uh, my wife shared with everyone that we would have the photos back within 48 hours of their Santa session. What? Yeah. That was really kind of her. That was so... She dropped that one on me. Mmm. 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 Might be filing a retraction. I don't know. That sounds like a retraction that needs to be filed. Wow. Yeah. That's that would be a mighty quick turnaround. I mean, if you just shoot them JPEG. Well, I know that white shooting, balance and the exposure. Shooting tethered, and then having uh, the photos come in preset applied. Um, and I mean, it's just the- a mini session. Do you even need to put a preset on it? Just nail the exposure, nail the white balance, and you just uh, send those JPEGs straight to your printer. Don't even worry about uh, sending them digital files. Boom, you're done. They leave the mini session with the photos in hand. That was the original goal, is that as they're leaving, we're emailing them a link from Dropbox. Like the photos are literally going from camera to Dropbox, passing through Lightroom in between. And... um, Oh my gosh, you need like 20 people on set to make this happen and you're not charging enough money for that. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. It's going to be pretty (laughs) crazy. We have uh, one person other than me and my wife going to be there helping. So, Stephen, what are you doing next weekend? Next weekend? (laughs) Oh, hell no. Oh, hell (laughs) no. Uh, I'm I'm possibly shooting a music video next weekend? Of Santa? A Santa yeah, music Santa. video? Yeah, no. <laughs> what? What? Wait. What if I shot these Santa photos on my phone? Done and done, bud. Dustin, do you uh, do you want to talk about what you're what you're drinking tonight? <laughs> what are you drinking tonight, buddy? Oh, what am I drinking tonight, Stephen? I am drinking a beer that has been gracing the shelf of my refrigerator now for at least a month, waiting on the visit of you before I opened it because I've been that excited to try this brewery. This is a Meta Metazoa? Yeah, that's an Indianapolis brewery. Yeah. Yeah, They're the I one know. that lets you uh, they have like a dog park and you can bring your dogs with you. So this is the Puppy Slumber Party beer. If we can back up on Metazoa though for a second. They have a dog park. You can bring your dogs. You're not allowed to bring children. 
All of their beers are dog themed. Children. They have a like zoo themed right now they're doing like dog themed stuff, but like they do like the zoo themed stuff, like the uh the sloth, the hippopotamus, all those like beers, you know. They have the sloth as well. Yeah. Uh so so they have like a zoo theme, a dog theme. They're like the perfect brewery for kids. I mean, they have a dog park. What do kids love more than playing with dogs? Unless a kid's deathly afraid of dogs. Um and they're like one of the only breweries that does not allow kids into onto the premises. So nice. Really dropping the ball over there at Metazoa, in my opinion. Have you As had this someone one? with kids? I've not had the one you're drinking tonight, no. The puppy this slumber is the party. Puppy slumber party. It is a peanut butter milk stout. Which you know me, Steve. This has literally <sighs> got my name on it. It's like a heartburn stout. That's what it it's is gonna be. Intense... I'd be up all night burping Ugh. plus their their canning like the way Fiery they do their cans too. Oh, I, yeah. I, I love it they do it like a i guess i have a very analytical mind and so they list it out almost like they're printing a label and putting it on the can it's um, it's almost like they printed on the can it's so crazy i know almost <laughs> like they did it's not who, who, who would ever think that you would print things on a can when you own a brewery and you're selling stuff well a lot of like the local indie beers I go and look at the cans and I'm like trying to figure out what the hell the type of beer it is mm-hmm. because the cans anymore are more art, less inf- informative. That's not just local indie. That's breweries all over. And they do that yeah, because people it. are more likely to buy a beer if they're attracted to the artwork on it. Yeah. Well, I like good artwork, but I also like to know what the hell's in the can. Yeah. It's why you take pretty photos because people are more likely to buy the photography work if uh, there's pretty photos no, on your site. No, yeah. it's all about me. Um, so this is a intense peanut butter aroma with a dark malty flavor. How's it taste on those on them well, lips? First sip. Well, second sip technically. Mm. It's good. It's a little darker than I normally like. I'm not sure if I love the maltiness of it, but the peanut butter kind of makes up for all of that. Who doesn't like a malty beer? Who doesn't like a malty beer? Who are you? You don't like hoppy beers? You don't like malty beers? Like, I'm freaking out over here. This tastes like a beer that I'd want to drink with like a cookie. Oh, gosh. Everything you drink alcohol-wise is like, "Mm, I want it to be peanut buttery. And if I could have cookies with it, that'd be nice. Even your most favorite beer in the whole world. The the Christmas (laughs) beer from Great Lakes Brewing Company. You're not. That'd be milk for you. Are you drinking a milk stout? No. Yes, the Christmas Christmas milk stout. (laughs) I knew as soon as I said it, I was wrong. Your Great Lakes Christmas beer that you love so much. Mm -hmm, Even mm -hmm. that, it's like, and you have to put cinnamon and sugar all around the rim to make it really taste like Christmas. That's how it's meant to be served. If you go it is to delicious a, that way. I will if you admit, go to a but bar, that's I don't understand it. your 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 passion for those sweet beers. You're all about Some them. Some people sweet like beers. sours. Some people like sweets. I like neither of those. <laughs> and you live in your I own like special hearty beer. place of hell. <laughs> I like a hearty beer, and I like a hoppy beer. Uh, tonight, Dustin, I'm drinking a Tiberius Double IPA from Scarlet Lane Brewing Company. That means both you and me are drinking great Indiana beer for great Indiana men. Oh, Dustin, I've been dying to get that out of my system. Oh, my mm. gosh. Dustin, let's move into our topics, though, tonight. 
Stephen Pike in our very own Facebook group. Captain Pike. Uh, did you see this uh, this thing that went viral about the photographer who had to edit a bunch of lines out of her photos at a wedding? So I it was on F Stoppers, but Stephen Pike actually shared her original Facebook post from before it got on F Stoppers and became every other tweet I saw on Twitter for like two That's days. Probably why I saw it. Yeah, I need to stop following photographers on Twitter. I should do with it what I'm doing with my Instagram, which is just following celebrities and <laughs> sharks and dinosaur stuff. Nice. <laughs> what dinosaur uh, stuff are you following on Instagram? Don't worry it's about like it. Archaeologists. Don't. No, people it's, it's that, memes. It's all memes, bruh. It's all memes. I need a happy place. I'm, Instagram is, you know, a toxic cesspool of grossness, and I'm trying to escape that with with my good shark memes. Actually, the shark stuff is like real sharks, like biting into other sharks and like it's vicious and violent. It's how I feel when I get out in the business world, you know, me, Steve, a real shark. I don't shoot with high end DJs, so I've never uh, experienced this. Mm -hmm. So um, you've never been to a reception where there were lasers. I feel like typically that's a more low end DJ sort of thing in Indianapolis. Only, I think, maybe one, and it was in Indianapolis. <laughs> but it DJs. felt really high-end because you got yeah. out of Fort Wayne. Uh, probably. And I just assumed it was a high-end DJ thing because I'm like, oh, we don't have those in Fort Wayne. So uh, so it's like shooting into lasers, shooting into the sun when the sun's setting. Like These are things that could corrupt your sensors. Um, the thing I don't like about her post is she never... <sighs> She's blaming the DJ and the DJ's lasers, but it's possible it was the DJ and the lasers' faults, but it's not like a definite for certain thing. Um, as Zane Naylor pointed out uh, in our in the comments in our Facebook group, he says, there's two things at play here. Photographers all over the world capture events with lasers without a problem, so perhaps it's not only slash always the DJ's fault. And two... Uh, he says if the her sensor was in fact burned out by a laser at that thing tonight, then it was the DJ's fault because there are specific rules and governances about how lasers can be used. So right up there at the top is that they can't be shot at eye level. That's why if you go to a concert or other function, you'll notice lasers being directed above the heads of the crowd. Lasers require a license to operate above a certain power level. That doesn't mean that this step is always followed. And then he put cough drone users, cough Stephen Dustin, cough, cough, part 107, cough, cough, cough. Um, Or that shady companies based in manufacturing sectors of the world will do the due diligence to check when selling them. So Zane, Zane, who is a licensed pinata seller, a licensed smoke grenade and smoke bomb seller, uh, he's licensed to sell many things. Cer- certified custom condoms, right? Yes, all, all these things. Uh, he says he's not a licensed laser operator, so he can't share too much specifics on the operation. But if this laser really did break her camera, then it was likely the DJ's fault for using a laser that was too powerful or the person who sold it to him's fault for selling him a laser that was too powerful Mm. is kind of what it comes down to. Also, it could be that the DJ was using the right kind of laser and everything, and he wasn't aiming it at the the bride and the other people uh, and was actually shooting over their heads with the lasers. And the photographer held her camera up and pointed it at the lasers. 
So that could be it too, you know? What what effect does a laser give a reception for someone who hasn't seen a lot of this in their time? Because we're still in the old fashioned gobo mm. lights that just kind of, you know, uh, as a photographer shoot. who has seen a lot of lasers at weddings, I can tell you, unless there's smoke, the effect is just dots on people. So it looks like, you know, maybe there's a bunch of, uh, there's a SWAT team breaking in about to, you know, rubber bullet everybody to the ground or yeah, who knows. As soon as I see a DJ with one of those devices, the dots on people thing, um, I'm always like, this is going to be a lot of black and white photos in this reception. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean lasers uh if you don't have like smoke or something for the lasers to shine through so like you can see the beam mm -hmm. it, they're not they're not really worth having in my opinion as a party as, as a wedding frequenter as a wedding frequenter uh i wouldn't call myself a wedding guest i wouldn't call myself a party animal when i'm at a wedding i am a party animal not at mm -hmm. weddings though i'm working there i'm a working animal uh, but I am a wedding goer, a frequenter, um, almost like a wedding frequent flyer. Hmm. I like that. Yeah. I like that. You'd you think if I do like five or six more weddings, I'd get enough points to get a free one in, but Hey, can I slide a tangent in real quick right here while we're talking about frequent flyer miles? Yeah. Yeah. Fun no, fact, go for it. Fun fact for all those out there who shoot weddings all over the place, um, and travel a lot. Uh, we have an upcoming wedding um, that we're flying out for, and I got an email today uh, notifying me that Southwest was running a four-day, uh, like, super crazy flight sale, and it was mm. only for the next two months. Like, you had to fly out of Indy, and it had to be the next two months. And I was like, bingo, yes, doing all of that. And But I'm like, I already booked my, my tickets. And Just dropping a casual F-bomb in your plane story that I will then have to edit out and post. Thanks. Yep. And so I... Save those for when you're angry. Come on, Dustin. Casual well, F-bombs? Casual F-bombs? I was kind of like frustratedly angry. You were frustratedly angry, you could say. Uh, so I jumped on the phone and I, and I called Southwest and I was like, hey, hey, Southwest. Uh, and while I was on hold, though, I figured Southwest. it out. I'm so frustrated right now. Is that what you said? And I realized all I have to do. So for those of you out there listening that has this happen, if you are like me and every now and then check flight prices, you know, even after you've already booked, mm -hmm. uh, you can rebook your flight onto the exact same flight at the lower price. All you have to do is like, as if you were going to change your flight, but then click the same exact one that you're going to do. And they will refund you in like a gift card, essentially, the difference. So I saved $100 tonight um, just by ch taking five minutes and double checking to see if the sale applied to my flight. You know what that means, Steve? You wasted a bunch of time on a boring story on our podcast? Means massages. Why does that mean massages? Because we're staying at a place that offers massages. And I told Corinne we couldn't have massages because... We were spending too much to get to this wedding, and now we're getting $100 back, Steve. Did you share the massage part earlier in the story, and I blanked it out because I was so bored? Or did you just throw that in at the end like I should have known the whole time? You should have known the whole time, Steve. You oh don't my get gosh. massages when you go shoot weddings out of town? Oh, my gosh. So, Dustin, let's move from there into uh, something much more important. 
you are selling these Santa sessions. And I see you tried to bore me to death, so I wouldn't get to this. Dustin. <laughs> oh, is that what I was doing? Dustin. Is that what I was doing? You, you done did f*** up, my man. You done did f*** up. Doesn't... On this podcast, we like to do this thing where, like, we kind of make fun of people for doing weird, crazy stuff on Facebook. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, um, using somebody else's photo in their advert for their photos. Uh-huh. Dustin, you put out an advert for your Santa mini sessions in this which you used a photo of Kurt Russell mm-hmm. in your ad. Dustin, you are now the person we make fun of on this podcast. Well, perhaps, Stephen, I use the people we make fun of as inspiration. As a template for how to run your own business. <laughs> exactly. I, I think what you're saying is maybe I've been doing this podcast too long, Stephen. And maybe we've been doing it the wrong way. Maybe instead of making fun of these people who post these ridiculous things on Facebook, we should be embracing them and exactly. asking them if we can join in to their Sometimes. cult. They're cult of uh, not giving a crap about other people's copyrights. You got to walk on the other side of the road. Did I tell you that uh, the Case Act passed? The Case Act. Um, It's just this little thing where, like, uh, you know, photographers now, if somebody's like stealing their images, and you know, it'd be really expensive to go to like small claims court. Like, they can now like just uh, file if if the Case Act, you know, gets certified by the pres and passes Mm -hmm. through the uh, Senate or whatever. Uh, Still has to do that, but yeah, yeah, still has to do that. Um, But once that happens, then like you know. You just file like a small claims thing against the person and you don't have to like get lawyers involved and spend like $5,000 on litigating the other person and then never see that money again for the rest of your life. Now you just like file this small claims thing and if the court rules in your favor, which they will if you have like your, you know, raw files and stuff, uh, then, you know, you just win, you win the money and they have to pay you. Did, did I mention that? Like huge copyright thing. I was, I signed the petition. And here you are breaking the law with regard to copyright after everything that the PPA and all of your fellow photographers worked for Mm -hmm. calling their house of representatives, their, their Congress people. And here you are just taking a huge dump on all that. Correct. Can we get into how you're taking dump on photographers everywhere and listeners of this podcast by using copyrighted material in your advert? Uh, so I am actually using a Kurt Russell lookalike for my Santa. And so by using that photo, I Mm, wanted to... By using a photo, not of the Kurt Russell lookalike, but a photo of Kurt Russell in the Christmas Chronicles. Correct. Just, just to be completely clear here, not a photo of a lookalike, but actually the photo of Kurt Russell, which if you were doing photos of a Christmas Chronicles lookalike, that's still violating someone's copyright and you could still get in trouble for that. So now we've kind of layered on your copyright infringement here, the multi-layered copyright infringement. So you're saying Santa's image is copyrighted? Um, Santa's image is not copyrighted. Kurt Russell as a Santa everyone wants to fuck, that is copyrighted. I would disagree with that. I looked it up and... He has, you, his, you looked yeah. it up and you yeah. were like, I'm looking at all these Santas and I'd like to fuck them all, not just the Kurt Russell one. Is that what you're getting at? Yes. Because Kurt Russell put the sexy back in Santa. I think we can all agree. Kurt Russell, much like he has done with every character he's ever played, he he, take, he took a normal character. When he was Cash in Tango and Cash, mm-hmm. it wasn't just that he was playing a police officer who was maligned by the bad guys. He was playing a police officer you wanted to fuck. 
who's maligned by the bad guys. When when Kurt Russell played Jack Burton in Big Trouble in Little China, he wasn't just a stereotypical ignorant white male. Mm-hmm. He was a stereotypical ignorant white male you want to you know, when he was Wyatt Earp, he wasn't just Wyatt Earp. He was Wyatt Earp who fucks. You know what I'm saying? When he was Captain Ron, he was a captain who fucks. Doesn't, I think maybe we need to get down to the nitty gritty here with your Santa sessions. Are you trying to sell people on the idea that Santa fucks? I am. And that I they am. want to bring their children mm-hmm. to do a mini session with a Santa that fucks. So... In case you didn't le- listen to last week's episode, my wife works with a Kurt Russell impersonator. Mm-hmm. He's one of the fellow doctors that she works with. And so when she expressed to him that we were thinking about doing uh, Santa sessions. So you at, would say he's a doctor that fucks if he's a Kurt Russell impersonator. Just to clear and, that out for everyone. And uh, she told him about Christmas Chronicles. I don't think those things were in tandem. And uh, he watched it, and he was like, I could play your Santa Claus. But he didn't have a beard, because all the other Kurt Russell impersonations he had done didn't have a beard. So yeah. So Steve's got a lot of editing to do in this episode. I just decided to go for it. I just decided to go for it, you know? You, you already brought us down this path. I think you brought all of us down this path, Stephen. Everybody wants to f- Kurt Russell. Fact. But I am doing these Santa sessions for one purpose and one purpose alone. And that is to raise the funds necessary to finally switch to Sony. I have made the decision. I'm committing to doing it. Copyright infringement for a cause. Exactly. It's something we can all get behind. Exactly. I am donating my funds that I make from the Santa sessions to the for-profit company of Sony Imaging USA. You know, as long as it doesn't leave our borders, that's America for you. <laughs> Don't let it go to Sony Japan. It's got to nope. stay in Sony USA. Sony USA. Which, by the way, can we talk about Sony for a second? I just got a bill in the mail yesterday for $100 for being a Sony Pro member. I did not realize when I signed up to be a Sony Pro member that they were going to bill me annually to be a said Sony Pro member. Nikon, I get no bill. Does Canon have like an annual membership fee? Um, are you talking about Canon Professional Services? Because yeah. then yes, but Canon Professional Services like gives you like discounts and stuff on getting your your gear serviced and everything. Right, like Sony, you get like a supposed twenty five percent discount on getting your gear serviced. But yeah, so service that gear, baby. Yeah, I think with Canon, you can also get like lenses calibrated for free if you're a CPS member or something. I'm not 100% certain on this. I haven't, we haven't like sent anything into Canon in a super long time. So. so you just pay that yearly fee just in case? No, I think we stopped paying it last year. Gotcha. <laughs> and then all of our cameras broke in the and middle of the our... night. And then you switched everything to Young Nuo. <laughs> everything to Young Nuo. Young Nuo cameras, Young Nuo lenses, Young Nuo flashes. We spent only $35 on all of it. <laughs> Thanks again, Young Nuo, for sponsoring this episode. Very true. I uh, just bought three new Young Nuo flashes and one new Young Nuo trigger. Not going to lie. Jen asked me what I wanted this year to to invest money in. And I was like, I just, I really like the Young Nuo stuff. Let's, let's go in on that. <laughs> Have you tried the Godex stuff? 
why would I pay more money for something that offers no advantages over what I'm currently using? I was just curious. I've, I've bought a young new flash. It stopped working after three months. Uh, Our young new flashes are going on two and a half years now. Mm. We had a few that broke when we first bought them because of gas knocking flash stands over and stuff. Um, and I've talked about that before when a young new flash breaks, it's just like, whatever I buy a new one. Right. Um, Okay, it's not that flippant. I mean, it's still money. It's, it is. But, it is that flippant. But yeah, so I just kind of looked at it and I was like, I think, you know, we have three Canon flashes and I think they're next year probably just going to sit at our house wishing that they're being used while we're out there with our young nose. See, that's the other reason we want to switch to Sony is because I feel like all of our Nikon flashes are on their last leg and I'm ready to switch flashes and I don't want to buy new Nikon brand flashes or flashes for the Nikon system in general. Uh, if we're eventually going to switch to Sony anyways, so I'm like, that's one more reason we need to just make the jump. Mm-hmm. Tis the, tis the reason for the season. You know what I'm saying? Maybe when Santa comes, I'll ask him for some Sony stuff. Maybe. So Dustin, um, can I just share with you? I think I've received one of the worst emails I've ever received this year. Um, it was sent to Jennifer and I, and it mm-hmm. says, Hi, JenniferVanElk.com. Greetings of the day. I was checking you website. Have a good design. And it looks great. Perfect. But it's Stop not there. ranking on Google <laughs> and other major search engine. I'm a SEO expert, and I helped over 250 businesses is rank. On the first page on Google, my rates are very affordable, and all that was in bold. Let me know what you think. Yours sincerely, double comma Alex. Hmm. He gave you the double comma. Double comma, baby. So That's that like was. He wanted you to pause wow. twice for effect. I like that. I like that. He, they didn't even take the time to like think. JenniferVanHook.com. Could her name be Jen? Could it be Jennifer? Could it be Knifer? Uh, who knows, you know, but could it be could Jay? It be, could it be Jen? And her last name is Niffer Van Elk. Yeah. I mean, it could be all these things. Um, but they, they didn't even take the time to try to like suss out what the name was. They just said, hi, Jennifer Van Elk.com. WTF. That's literally <sighs> the worst email you've ever gotten. Uh, worst spam email I've ever gotten, you know, that was actually like legible and it looked like somebody tried, uh, you know, you get those ones that are just like a bunch of like random ASCII characters and stuff. And those ones typically end up in your spam folder. They don't even make it through. I was super surprised this one made it through. Have you, have you noticed a uptick in spam text messages at all? No. Hmm. Do you have your phone number listed on your site or anywhere else? Uh, your Instagram perhaps? don't know the answer to those questions but um no i got two really weird text messages today and they they could have perhaps not been spam but i didn't respond to them <laughs> and so i wasn't sure but one of them just simply said uh said hello there how are you doing today i would like to confirm if this is dustin and corinne photography Yep. Yeah. No, you, you done did mess up there. Uh, who told you to put your phone number on your Instagram? It's on there. Hmm. So this is, 
not a local area code, so I did not reply. Um, but it didn't feel spammy in the way it came across, so I'm not sure. Yeah, if, then, you, if you go to your Instagram and hit the contact button, it brings up, do you want to email or call? And it lists both your correct email address and your correct phone number. So mm, you might need to have a talk with whoever manages your Instagram. I'm sure somebody told them, like, if you list your phone number, it'll bring in more contacts or something. But it sounds like you're just getting spam. Have you had any random people just call you and they wanted to book you? And you're like, how did you get my number? And they're like, oh, Instagram. Yeah, all the time. Liar. That's where most of our leads come from these days. From Instagram phone calls. Mm -hmm. Mm. It's a new app. It's called Instagram phone calls. (laughs) You signed up for it. It just funnels all those good, good leads to you. Dustin McGinn. Yeah, it's a back-end app for business users. For Mm findmeawedingphotographer.com. Oh, wait. I need to uh, head on over to Hover and see if that one's still available, actually. Damn, don't race me for it, Dustin. Don't you dare race me for that. All right, what's oh, damn this it, next Dustin topic? got it. What all these topics about Dustin tonight? Yeah, Dustin, you're spamming clients right now trying to sell mini sessions. So I'm wondering, we just read a spammy email that made it through my spam filters. So uh, how are you spamming your clients trying to get them to buy prints, trying to get them to sign up for those Santa sessions? How would you do better than uh, double comma Alex? Uh, so the plan is for us is we're really just pushing SEO. I have not resorted to our email list yet. Um, I'm probably going to, probably going to have to send one out tonight just because I want to book twice as many Santa sessions as we have right now. And just saying the word Santa sessions, by the way, makes me feel like I've somehow lowered myself to a lesser photographer standard. It'd be like saying I'm a photographer for Build-A-Bear. I would take issue. I would take issue with that, with what you said about it lowering your standards or whatever. Um, You know, I just, I feel like, I feel like somebody who uses copyrighted photos to try to sell their ads is what lowers you to a lower standard. Santa sessions, I feel like are completely appropriate. Lots of people do them. Lots of people have lots of success with them. Have you guys done Those people don't use copyrighted images to sell their Santa sessions though. That's usually something that uh, Facebook noobs do. Well, that's why we're doing them for a lower price point. So that way we'll have images to use to advertise it. For you know, if next you year. got onto any Facebook group and said, hey, I'm using this Santa session advert and it has a photo of Kurt Russell in it and I'm selling my mini sessions at $50 a pop you would just be ridiculed straight out of that Facebook group. And I'm talking about the the terrible Facebook groups I'm in to find content for this podcast. You'd be ridiculed out of even those groups. I'm not sure why I would advertise inside of other people's Facebook groups. I'm just saying people post stuff in there like, I don't understand why this isn't working. And the first thing everybody does is say, you're using copyrighted stuff. Stop it. You need to use your own work. What are you? You're not a professional. Get out of this industry. You make us all look bad. You know, just some things people might say to somebody doing this. I'm not saying it to you. These are things other people might say. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. So what are you doing, Why are doing, you shooting Steve? with a drone without a Part 107 license? 
you're ruining this business. You make all of us drone pilots look bad. Get out of this industry. You know, that sort of thing. Right. Exactly. I have a part 107. It's just not the same part 107. It's a Lego block that I... I have a part one, a part zero, and a part seven. If you put them together, by their powers combined. (laughs) Exactly. It's like some Power Rangers level shit. That's why I've been hiring people to shoot drone stuff for me. People with part one of sevens. No, I just bring, I have these little Lego blocks. And if somebody stops me and says, You actually bring Legos. You're like, real quick, let me build this for you. Do you have a part 107? I'm like, hold on. Here's the one. Here's the O. And this, boom. 107, baby. (sighs) So, Dustin, how are you email spamming your clients? Give me a good open. Well, the beautiful thing is Zenfolio, which is what we use to host our images on, is also has an email client server built into it. So it captures Does it have templates for you? It doesn't have like well-written templates, no. At least not to my knowledge. Okay, just checking. Other, other of our listeners are way more experienced in Zenfolio than I am. But um, we use that platform just because A, it's free, B, it works, and C, it's easy. Um, so we send out around a week before Thanksgiving our Black Friday sale. And that's the only time we spam our customers. And we do a giant Black Friday week leading up to Thanksgiving type print sale. Um, typically, we will generate anywhere from five to 12,000 bucks just off that week in print sales. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're aggressive sales. I mean, we're talking like 50% off. But how we structure the sale is they have to spend a certain amount in order to get these different levels of discounts. And it seems to work. We've done the exact same sale for, I think, the last four or five years. And uh, I like and yeah. that I asked you how you would write an email. And instead, you just told me about your sales structure for... So the email is the same. Every year I send out the exact same email. It oh. says, hey, hi. Hi, hi this is... insert email address. Greeting of the season. I was checking of the you, season. I was checking, I was checking you photos. Eggnog. Have a good photo. But did you know Santa That's probably how you write your emails <laughs> to your clients. But You're not seeing that Santa online. But I assure you, Santa And I'm doing many sessions that prove this. Um, I am a Santa expert and I've helped multiple people to realize this over the last year. My rates are very affordable. $50 for mini session. Let me know what you think. Yours sincerely. Kama Kama Dustin. Kama Kama. I think I'm going to start ending all my emails with Kama Kama. Make that like my thing. Kama 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 Chameleon. (laughs) What? Come and go. Come and go. Do you guys do any kind of a Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Christmas, print sale type thing? Or you guys are like, we don't need money. We shoot with Young Nuo. <laughs> That's why we shoot with Young Nuo. You got to keep the prices down. Last year, we experimented with sending out emails to clients about doing mini sessions. And I think Jen sent some emails out about prints or albums or something like that to try to upsell some clients. But... As like a general rule, we're not like all up on the MailChimp, getting them getting them good good clients, uh, some good good emails about our good good services. So <sighs> mostly because I don't like writing comma comma Stephen all the time, but you know that's just me. Yeah, no, 
yeah, I hate I hate spammers and I hate being a spammer. And so that's why we only do the sale right around this time of mm-hmm. year, mainly because it's the only time I have the time typically to handle all of the people that email me back saying, what the f***? I've never looked at your photos. Why am I on your email list? You son of, I'm going to burn your house. Like those really nasty mm-hmm. like response emails to getting a spam email. And now that you're telling everybody where your address is for <laughs> your Santa Miz sessions, yeah. the burning your house becomes like a real problem before they just had, what was it? Your dad's address. I think was what was listed for your business for like I the last year or two. Confirm or deny that. <laughs> but I did get a PO box today. Very nice. Very nice. Good idea. Uh, So, Dustin, I got one more thing before we can head into the Mm Q&A. And it's something I need your opinion on as the premier real estate photographer, videographer that I know. Um, But for this, we're going to have to let Doug from a random Facebook group take us into the drone zone. So without further ado, let's cross over into the drone zone. So, Dustin, Doug shot mm-hmm. a condominium today that doesn't mm-hmm. allow drones because a while back, a couple kids were staying there and they were using a drone to spy into other condos' windows. So, Doug flew a drone and did stills without this knowledge because nobody told him this when he was there to, you know, do his shots and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he was going to do the video flight when he was told by the property manager he wasn't allowed to fly. So Doug called the realtor, had a discussion with the realtor, and the realtor said, fly over it once you are off the property. And Doug says he really appreciated that sneakiness. So he left the property, did the flight, packed up, and was making phone calls in the car when he saw the property manager driving up to him. She parked and walked over to him, And Doug just stayed on the phone and didn't make eye contact with her and then slowly drove away. The property manager got in her car and followed him. He got away eventually, but he realizes that was a real dick move. Or was it? Or, you know, was he within his rights because he didn't take off or land on the property? So, Dustin, is he in his rights if he didn't take off or land on the property? I mean, as long as he didn't take out, take off or land in the property and he has his part 107 and he's abiding by all legally speaking drone laws and he's taking pictures and video for an owner of said condominium, unless in the bylaws of the condominium, you know, laws and statures that people who own condos and buildings have states specifically that they cannot and will not support the use of drone capture in the sale of a condo and then i think he'd be in the right i think he'd be okay as long as he's got that part 107 and he filed a flight plan before he took off which there are plenty of apps that do yeah now so, you know, he could be perfectly fine. He could be in the right. Still kind of a dick move, Doug. Still kind of a dick move. Uh, they told you they didn't want you to do it, and you did it anyway. But, Doug, I may not I may not like what you did, but damn it if I don't respect what you did. I respect the hell out of that, Doug. You know, I feel like sometimes as photographers, we just kind of, uh, we got to push those limits. 
What are the limits? There are no limits, Dustin. Like me, I'm planning a trip to the Grand Canyon here in a few weeks and was thinking about taking my drone. Now, I know that you can't you're fly, going straight to hell for this. fly national parks. Yeah, no, you're going straight to hell if you try to do this. But can you fly a Mavic Pro Mini if you're just using it for selfie purposes? Mm. Well, I mean, that is under the 250 grams, so... Right. I mean, they what, call what are they going to the do? Selfie drone. What are they going to do? Uh, I mean, you'd be in a no-fly zone. Can you fly in a no-fly no, zone? It's only a no-fly zone around the exterior of the Grand Canyon. Once you're inside the Grand Canyon, you're in the clear. But that's a lot of hiking, and this body is not necessarily made for hiking. You're just going to rappel down the side of the Grand Canyon, <laughs> climb back up when you're done, <laughs> just to just to take the drone up. Yeah, you could just uh, you you could raft it, you know, raft raft your way down the river. It's super dangerous. It's like one of the second most dangerous rivers in the uh, U.S. to go whitewater rafting. I don't need to raft on, it, so. Steve. I just need to put the drone on a raft. Yeah. <laughs> See what you're thinking here. Yeah, yeah, I like this. Yeah. So technically, then you would have a drone raft with a drone on it. I well. See, mm. Mm, if the drone's piloted by via remote, that's still a drone for the raft. What if the so, raft is piloted by a separate remote? What if you have a remote piloting the remote? Whoa. No, yeah, yeah. You didn't think about that. What if you have a, a remote control robot that's piloting the remote that pilots there, the drone? There is a small window between the Grand Canyon Airport and the Grand Canyon No Fly Zone that. I think I could squeeze into. Oh yeah, no, 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 that's great, that's great. I love this idea. Um, let's fly right in between a national park and an airport. This mm -hmm. doesn't sound like trouble at all. This doesn't sound oh. like my good friend Dustin is going to jail. My good good just, friend Dustin is going to die in jail. Creator Stephen for this podcast. Oh gosh. Oh please, if when you get arrested and thrown did in you, jail, do my, not mention this podcast. Steve, did you reach out to Doug? Did you ask him if he plans on ever shooting at this condominium complex again? <laughs> uh, I think Doug would be smart enough if, if he's shooting at the condominium complex again to shoot everything mask. he needed to shoot, get far off the property, and then fly that drone back again. <laughs> or just reuse the same drone footage. Yep, one of the two. I mean, it's a condominium building. I mean, I did how, how different would the photos of the out exterior of the condominium be? I did that for... A condominium building I shot, I used the same exterior because the second time I shot there, it was raining out and I was like, oh, I'm just going to, I'll just use the same exterior I used last time. They're like, that's not our door. We have five fake trees on our balcony. And well, there's no balcony in oh, these, okay. in these oh, condos. You, you it's just them. like a, a building and then they have like a shared giant like patio space. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, I used the same photos of the exterior and the realtor I shot for the first time was like, hey, did do I get like a discount since you reused my exterior photos? Dang. I'm like, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I just reused the same, you know, a few. And then I'm like looking at what the realtor actually posted. And he posted like the same exact ones that she posted from the exterior. I was like, Fuck. so I emailed him and I was like, hey, you've got to use a different one for at least the cover image. Because, you know, they're in the same building, so they show up, like, when you go to, like, Zillow on the map, like... Yeah. As, like, the same picture. Yeah. 
man, that's 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 pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. So I went. Needless to say, I went back and like reshot a few like unique exteriors. That now you can sell to other clients down the exactly. line. Exactly. <laughs> because you're not re- giving that other realtor a new photo. Yep. That job was done. Yep. Just swap the skies around. All right, Dustin. Let's do some Q&A. Let's do it, baby. Have you ever been stuck working on a video project because all the music you find is terrible? Mm-hmm. I have. Sometimes finding music is the worst part of making videos. Well, Musicbed is here to help because they've been there too. And that's actually the entire reason their whole platform exists. Is it? They collaborate with hundreds of artists, bands, and composers to make the music finding situation easier because they can provide you with good music. So let me get this straight, Steve. I can go on to Musicbed's site and I can download a song and I don't have to worry about YouTube taking my video down? That's absolutely right, Dustin. Whoa. That's a part of Musicbed's whole thing with their YouTube clearance with Sync ID. Do they have something where like I can download music all the time without having to worry about like a bride not liking a song and I can switch it out? Do they have anything like that? Yeah, you can get a subscription. What? Like Netflix? To Musicbed. And if you use the code WEDDINGHANGOVER, that's all one word, uh, you get your first month free. Sounds sounds like a great service, Steve. But if you didn't want to do a subscription, you could also just get 20% off a single song license with code WEDDINGHANGOVER. Okay, that works too. So all you have to do is go to musicbed.com and use promo code WEDDINGHANGOVER when you sign up for an account. Have you ever spent hours and hours just searching for music on like the the royalty free sites where it's all stuff that uh, has is in the public domain? Because it's terrible. All the music there is terrible. I know. Typically, I just go on to other people's wedding videos and I just rip the music off of their videos and just assume that they must have licensed it or found it from somewhere. So it has to be good. You just pull the vows out with it in the toast mm-hmm. and you just throw that in your video. Who cares? Typically their vows are better. So then I just sync it up with their mouths. So if you don't want to find yourself in that sticky situation that Dustin often finds himself in when he's syncing mouse. <laughs> I'm all about that mouse syncing. Then head on over to Musicbed and use code WEDDINGHANGOVER right now. Do it. Check the link in the show notes if you want to get started. Let's do some Q&A. But, but Steve. John. John from a random Facebook group asked the following, Stephen. I booked a wedding from this year with a couple. They canceled the wedding, but... They had already paid in full. They asked if they could reschedule for a different day a few months later. I agreed because it's a date in November and I don't have very much going on. We amended the contract for a new date and I haven't thought much about it since because I've been so busy. Well, feel you, John. I, feel you. Mm-hmm. Well, I got an email from the bride this week to confirm the new date and send me the plans for the wedding. Then a few days later, I receive an email from the groom to also confirm the date and send me the plans for the wedding, which is odd. I was looking over the schedules today and noticed that they sent me conflicting schedules, as in they listed different locations for the ceremony, but the same locations for the reception, but different rooms at that location. I Facebook stopped them, I Facebook stalked them real quick 
and it looks like they're marrying different people now. What the f WTF? How do I address this? My contract doesn't state that they can't marry other people and use me for that. I didn't even think that this was an issue. WTF? Question mark. <laughs> this is like some reality show shit, man. John, how terrible are you as a photographer that you, you caused this couple to break up and marry other people? And, and to be so spiteful, to be so spiteful that they married those people on the same day to both no, think, try to use your services that they had already paid for. I think it's more like how great is this photographer that they're like, wow, we are separating, but they couldn't agree with who got him. And so they both are trying to work it out where they both get him on the same day. Or they were like extreme couponers that were getting married. <laughs> And the idea of They were never together. They faked the whole thing about them being engaged to begin with because they're extreme couponers. And then they split. They'd already planned to get married the same day with receptions at the same location. And they figured he could just pong back and forth between the two places. Yes. Ping pong. It, it was all an elaborate scheme just to get two weddings for the price of one. I like this, Stephen. This is a good little conspiracy theory. <laughs> so diabolical. <laughs> I just I, I'm picturing it. They're they're at the reception hall. They bump into the other couple getting married there. And they're like, How how's how's wedding planning going, Paul? Oh wow, it's it's gosh, it's just great, but it's so expensive. So expensive, Judith. So expensive. Have you guys picked a photographer yet? Oh, we're looking at this one guy. Oh, really? <laughs> we're kinda of looking at him too. Yeah, but wow, would you see his prices? Yeah, they're they're a bit insane. Um, <laughs> Absies. He he's so good though. I know. I I bet he's so good. He could probably shoot two weddings on the same day. Wait, is is John a fake Facebook account you created for yourself? Is that where you're going with this? Do you really think he could shoot two <laughs> weddings in the same day, Paul? Well, we could find out. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> Let the scheming begin. I want to know what these schedules look like. I want to know if like one of them is like the ceremony starting at like an absurdly early time. Then like yeah. the other one starts like maybe two hours later. So like he would technically have time to do getting ready photos and ceremony photos for both. And then like, <laughs> and then there's like a weird pause <laughs> and then like a weird pause for the first one for like a real long time. And then like right after this other second ceremony ends, like he races back over to the first couple shooting photos for them, for like their, their couple's portraits, their bridal party. And then like the other couple and their bridal party just show up at the same park and they're like, all right, tap out. <laughs> it's our turn now. <laughs> oh man. Judith, Judith, you have to sell this, make it look like we wanted to marry each other, but we just couldn't work it out. And now we're spite marrying other people on the same day. You can't let them know the balance of our extreme couponing. I think I think what we're going to have to do is we might have to move in together and actually go through with an engagement session. <laughs> is that cool with your fiance? Yeah, yeah, that's cool with my fiance. <laughs> it's all good. Let's do this. Our fiancés are extreme couponers as well. We'll just we'll just tell them we're like saving uh our first kiss for the wedding. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that wouldn't be believable. <laughs> I've had that. I have too. 
nothing's more awkward than like them not telling you that until you're at the engagement session and you're like kiss and then they don't kiss and they're like okay go ahead and kiss and they don't kiss and then finally they're like oh we didn't tell and you finally they're like context clues dustin context clues <laughs> yeah, and i'm like i'm like a brick i'm like a brick i just think you don't hear me because i shoot with an 85 millimeter <laughs> too far away too far away man paul and judith they're gonna you're going to have a terrific wedding day. I wonder then, when he's done with those photos, does he just deliver one giant gallery of photos together? That would be what I would do. That would be like the final like F you, is that they, they, they only get one wedding album. They have to share it. You've got to design spreads from the whole day. Every, every page of the wedding album goes from one couple to the next, yeah, one couple exactly. to the next. And if you go by the Jennifer Van Elk rule, like you can't, redesign it like it has yeah. to be yeah no it's perfect it <laughs> perfect yeah. rule well otherwise you know they would redesign it and they'd be like this couple front half this couple back half you deliver it and they just take out you know a big old saw <laughs> no yeah even better they'd get their muscles out and they'd rip it in half like a phone book <laughs> and uh you have to put the original couple's names on the front <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, let's see. What else could you do? Um, <laughs> the day of Paul and Judas wedding. <laughs> <laughs> the day of Paul. <laughs> oh, I love it. To Sarah and Hobart. <laughs> to Sarah and Hobart. Oh, I, I hope these are their real names. <laughs> there could be nothing better. Uh, you know, I did some Facebook stalking too, and I couldn't find any more information on John's couples i wanted so badly to know more about this i like i like the uh the conspiracy theory that this was all planned for this is like some mission impossible like level shit (laughs) to we call it the case of the extreme couponing brides yeah i love it (laughs) it's so much better than what i originally thought which was just spite (laughs) marriages I nope. love the extreme couponing <laughs> angle. That That's really taking it to a new level for me. Uh, Stephanie Sanju from our very own Facebook group says, just got this email from a planner. My photo booth was booked for their wedding, not photography. And now they want a meeting to ensure I'm a fine individual. Fine individuals in quotations. It's a photo booth. I want to be like, here's my website. Here are my reviews. It's not rocket surgery. I'm not even sure who will work the photo booth when I'm still seven months out from the wedding. And I'm certainly not going to take a few hours out of my week for a booth consult. I want to respond, but don't want to sound like a B-I-T-C-H. Am I allowed to say that word? Yeah. On the podcast? Bitch. I don't want to sound like a bitch, said Stephanie. Stephanie's words, not mine. What would you say? Also, this planner has snagged six bookings for me lately, and I'm about to mail her a gift certificate to the breakers as thanks. And now I'm hesitating. So here, here's the, uh, the email. Hi, all. This is a letter from the blank wedding. Blank is not the real name. I just inserted that, you know, keep, keeping her clients. It was asked of me to send to all vendors involved in their upcoming wedding day 
to whom it may concern. Very personal email. Love this. We have complete trust that we have chosen the right vendors for our wedding. However, since we have not personally met most of you, we would like to set that up in the near future. So we may be reassured that your business is providing us the finest individuals for our wedding day. We would like for our wedding to function as smoothly as possible. Experience and expertise are paramount to us. Your written response is appreciated. I feel like that was like a really well-written email. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say this. Stephanie, it doesn't sound like any of this is your fault, obviously. This sounds like the wedding planner's fault. It sounds like maybe in a client consult, they made a mistake with the wording of something. Like, oh, well, (laughs) you'd only really know if your vendors are good. Not because I told you they're good, but if you met with them in person or something. And the client was like, aha, and I want to meet with all of them in person then. And then, because I mean, she even writes it out as, it was asked of me to send to all vendors. So it's like completely the vendor is the, the wedding planner is kind of saying, Ooh, crap. I screwed this one up. I'm not tra- taking responsibility for this craziness, but this is what happened. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so you just got to push back in that planner, Stephanie, you push back push at the back. planner and say, Hey, Hey, I'm not doing this crap for you. I expect a professional working relationship with you. <laughs> Or just just go ahead and have the meeting, uh, set the photo booth up at a coffee shop, let them know what time it's going to be there. They show up and you just photo booth them. Yeah. And just be like, uh, you know, maybe set up like a little Skype on your phone or something where you're like, hey, I'm the photo booth. Oh, so like the the phone is hidden somewhere inside the photo booth. So they walk in and they're like, where is our photo booth person? And then the photo booth is like, beep, bloop, beep. I am your photo booth. Hello. Welcome to your wedding booth. And they're like, we were really expecting Stephanie. Like, I am sorry. Am I not good enough for you? Stephanie is my chosen name since I gained sentience. (laughs) You can call me Steph. The pictures you have seen, I bought from a stock photo app. (laughs) This is how I run my business. The robots are taking control of the world. I just like that you said that they bought the photos from a stock photo because robots would never infringe on copyright no they wouldn't (laughs) now how they got the money to buy those stock photos bitcoin bitcoin how did they got the money to get that bitcoin hacking they mined it yep that indeed or i mean stephanie you could just skype with them or what i would do if i was to ever start a photo booth company like secondary separate business entity uh i would make your studio manager skype with them for you i would make youtube videos that just laid out like kind of an faq type vibe on a youtube channel and then that way when they were like hey we want to meet with you and be like oh my gosh like we would want to meet with you too um but we're like so slammed right now but in the meantime but please go to my youtube i am real person <laughs> I am not a digital algorithm using the what's that like thing that everybody keeps using? And the using? YouTube is just like computer animation. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the anonymous voice. You it's a, I mean? it's a person in a Guy Fox mask. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Uh, Stephanie, I think you're going to have to bite the bullet on this one, and I'm very sorry for that because I uh, maybe maybe you bite the bullet on this one, and uh, you just don't send that gift certificate to the breakers. You know, that's this I is the planner's fault. I would you know? bite the it's bullet. It's on them now. I'm not going to meet with a couple. If I'm doing a photo booth. How much are you charging for that photo booth, buddy? Uh, we charge like 800 bucks if there's prints. Yeah, and so you're not going to be there. Stephanie already said she doesn't know if she'll be there. More than likely, it'll be somebody else working it for her. Yeah, right. meet, meet with that couple. Let, let, them, no. let them get a good look at the face of the business. Mm-hmm. And then let them get a good look at the ass of the business as you walk right out the door and say, I'm done with this shit. <laughs> no, you, so insist you meet with them somewhere where like a bar or like a nicer coffee shop not one like a starbucks where you would go up to a counter and order one that's like sit down and then um you sit down with them you order your your latte you say hi i'm stephanie um i'm the owner of the photo booth and then you're like you you get a phone call oh my gosh wait till you get your drink though and then you're like oh, i'm so sorry i've got a photo booth emergency i've got to go it was so great meeting you. Thank you so much. Take your drink and walk out the door. Not only did you get a free drink, but you were you only got a free there mug for like too. Five minutes. <laughs> free mug. <laughs> it might help if you say the drink is to go. Nope. Uh, no. No. Because that gives away what you're planning to do. Like you get that beer to go. A growler. Get a growler. <laughs> Order in a growler form. You just walk right out with that Stein. Hopefully you're meeting with them in Vegas or Nolens or some other place where you can walk around with alcohol on the street. Yes. Their house. Duty calls. <laughs> it's I'm a sorry. photo booth emergency. We're doing them all the time. You don't understand. I'm so professional. I can't control myself. I can't control myself in professional. Do not go in the same sentence. The photo booths are attacking each other. I have to break them up. <laughs> I left them in the car too long. Sorry, it's the photo booth phone. <laughs> oh. I have to go fight Eva the robot. She's my, my arch nemesis and the villain that plagues our city. I'm on the photo booth. I'm the photo booth that this city needs. Not the, not the one that, the one it deserves, not the one it wants right now. James Kelly from our very wait, wait, own Facebook. No. What? Wait, what? What if you meet them somewhere that has a phone booth, <laughs> and they show up, and you're like, "Hey, I just want to thank you guys so much for renting a phone booth for your wedding." Not most couples see the value in a phone booth for your wedding, and they're like, "Stephanie, um, I'm sorry, we rented a photo booth," and then you whip out the contract that they signed which you've crossed out photo and wrote phone and they like, say oh. um actually this says foam booth and then you press the button in your pocket and the foam shoots out from all around the phone booth and out of nowhere in the darkness the flash of a camera and mm -hmm. yes what's that that's a printer printing out a picture of them surprised by the foam <laughs> phone booth the phone phone all wrapped within your megalomaniacal photo booth. <laughs> James Kelly from our very own Facebook group says, have you ever worked a wedding and just had the feeling that none of the guests really want to be there? James, I don't know what it's like to work a wedding and have a feeling that none of the guests really want to be there. I know what it's like to run a podcast and have the feeling that none of the listeners want to be there, though. <laughs> oh... Dustin, have you ever worked a wedding and had the feeling that none of the guests really want to be there? 
James, Dustin and I, we only work weddings for clients who are super popular. Everybody loves them. We've never had clients with faults. Have you ever had a client with a fault? I've never had a client with a fault. Uh, James, I think this is where Stephen and I, as professional photographers, uh, we rely on our strengths as both photographer and entertainer. Mediator, counselor, superintendent, principal teacher, school nurse. Exactly. We wear a lot of hats on a wedding day. When the guests seem like they don't like the couple, James, it's your job to make the guests like you. Now you are the reason they want to be at the wedding, James. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you can't pull that off, I don't know why you're in this business. So what I want you to do, James, next time this happens, take your flashes, your off-camera flashes, and duct tape them to your body like a series of strobes. And then just walk around on the dance floor and you're just popping flash the whole time. But it's like a strobe effect. Now you got a party started, James. And the couple will probably be like, whoa, it's the first dance. What the hell are you doing out here? (laughs) But uh, (laughs) you say... The guests don't want to be here unless I'm here. (laughs) I was wondering why nobody else wanted to dance with you guys. (laughs) Just trying to help out. Yeah. I'm trying to save your wedding. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. And then maybe maybe you put on a little vest and, uh, you know, you you pretend like you're going to go wait the tables. And then instead you start singing. Now you're a singing waiter photographer. You got the voice of an angel, James. I've heard it myself. Uh, You're out there and, you know, you're you're putting on a show for these people. You know, James, James, do you have you have you heard of magic, James? James, have you heard of magic? Mm. I'm talking sleight of hand. James, let me tell you, that's going to get the guests going. And if it doesn't get the guests going. And if that doesn't work, James, it at least gives you great content to you know, let us know about so that we can talk about it on our podcast, which is at the end of the day, James, it's all that really matters. James, it would be so magical if you held up your camera to take a photo. You flash directly into the couple's eyes. When the couple finally regain their sight again, you're not holding a camera. You're holding a dove, James. Think about it. Blowing their mind. Blowing all the guests' minds. And then that dove flies away and you just go, and there go your photos. Oh, I knew I should have invested in those dove USB drives. (laughs) If you had a drone, you could could take that dove right now. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to hell for that. I want them to start making... Bird drones, like drones that look more like birds. Yes. Yeah. Let's see that taxidermy thing that went viral where the propellers, which make sense and keep this thing aloft like four little helicopter rotors. Uh, Let's get rid of those. And now let's put in flapping wing things, uh, which Mm -hmm. is incredibly hard for something as heavy as a drone with a camera to uh, make fly. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a great idea. I bet you'd have a lot of control with no, those flappy still wings have the too. Propellers. Have you ever played Flappy bird? bird? Have you ever played Flappy Bird? Because <laughs> that's where this ends. It ends with the bird hitting a pipe and dying. Mm. No, I'm good with the propeller aspect. I just want the body of the bird. You know what I mean? People will see the propellers, Dustin. Not when they're going fast, Stephen. <laughs> People will hear the sound of a lawnmower in the air, Dustin. Not if you add a little a little speaker at the bottom that goes, caca, caca. 
over and over and a little tank that st- st- releases bird poop. James, when you are shooting a wedding and none of the guests really want to be there, uh, that's a real feel we get typically with Sunday weddings that are going late. I had a Sunday wedding and they wanted all of their guests to stay until midnight. Most of the guests left right around nine o'clock. And it wasn't that the guests didn't love the bride and groom. It wasn't that they didn't want to be there. It's that it was Sunday night. They all had to go to work the next day they all had to watch football yeah so uh they wanted to get out of there yeah we, we've shot weddings uh during like the world cup and during other events that are big where people genuinely would rather be watching a game and by genuinely we're big sometimes it's like oh notre dame is playing michigan the university of michigan or the university of michigan is playing ohio state university you know like big rivalries like that and it's like oh all of a sudden like the the father of the bride and all the groomsmen are on their phones watching the game in the middle of the ceremony because that's how important it is to them so yeah yeah we get that sometimes where guests don't really want to be there and uh all you can really do is uh put on a smiley face and uh soldier on and start watching the game yourself. Yeah, and do some magic tricks. That never hurts. Dustin, real quick before we end the show, though, we need mm-hmm. to give thanks. Tanner Kupari just signed up to support us on Patreon for $1 a month. At the $1 <gasps> a month mark, Tanner is going to get all the outtakes from our guest episodes. He's also going to get like the first 20 episodes of Stephen Dustin Save the World because we just mm-hmm. made those available to everybody at the uh, $1 mark. So nice. if you want to get in on, uh, you know, on the, on the Patreon, if you want to support this podcast, if you want to get a taste of that Stephen Dustin Save the World Life, um, you know, jump in at that $1 price point. It's a, it's a good place to start out. And, you know, if you like that Stephen Dustin Save the World stuff, you bump up. If you don't, you just stay at $1. You know, it's all good. $1, we appreciate holla. whatever support you guys can give us. It means the world to us, seriously. And that's going to do it for us tonight. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. If you love the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Or six. Or six. If you want to connect, we're at Wedding Photo Hangover on Instagram and Facebook. Dustin, my man, is on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben. I'm at Stephen Van Elk. If you want to join the awesome community of listeners that contribute to the show every week, join the Wedding Hangover Facebook group. But if you want to keep this podcast alive... Head over to stephendustinsavetheworld.com and you can sign up to support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. On top of the benefit of knowing you're keeping a good thing going, because we got a good thing going here, you also get the benefit of extra content. And, you know, if you bump up from $1 a month to uh, $5 a month, you get the Stephen Dustin Save the World podcast. If you bump up from $5 a month to $7.50 a month, you no longer have to listen to the music bed ads or the uh, anchor ads or anything else. Yeah, you go ad free at $7.50 a month. Why would you ever want that? Some people do, Dustin. Some people do. Some people have told me I should pay to just upload all of our ads. <laughs> They could just access them whenever they want. That's ridiculous. Uh, Thanks for listening, (laughs) and we'll see you the next time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right next Sunday after you shoot another Another wedding. wedding. Doesn't we got to call it quits pretty quick tonight, because you're getting sick, I was told, by you. It is true. It is true. I hit that point in the evening where all of a sudden everything that was in my chest is trying to escape me like an exorcism and uh i can no longer no longer breathe and uh, i think it's the alcohol slowly loosening up the phlegm 
Ooh, yeah. The alcohol's yeah. doing its trick. That's all I like yeah. to hear, bud. Yeah. Um, best medicine yeah. to killing myself because I can't breathe. Dustin, it was great talking with you tonight. Um, and I'll see you next week for another brand new episode of the podcast. Yes. Bye. Bye. Like when he was Snake Pliskin and he was a snake that f***s. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee!